Hello and welcome back to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Andy Viano. On this week's show, we'll get an update on the novel coronavirus, which has surged in the last 10 days in Flathead County. And to do that, we're going to mix things up a little bit. Because in addition to this year's podcast, I am a staff writer here at The Beacon. And today I'll be talking to Kellen Brown, our editor-in-chief, about my story this week on the Flathead City County Health Department. That office has been bombarded with work as case numbers have risen, working long hours delivering bad news, and that exhaustion has been compounded by a barrage of angry phone calls and visible anti-mask protests that fly in the face of everything the health department is trying to do to control the virus. You can read my story in this week's Beacon or on our website, flatheadbeacon.com, right now. Before we talk more about that, however, a quick reminder that this podcast and all of the investigative, in-depth reporting we do is made possible by the members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. For as little as $5 per month, Editors Club members show their commitment to local journalism and qualify for some great bonus perks. To learn more or to sign up today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. All right, there's no way to do this that isn't going to sound a little bit weird, but in just a moment, you'll hear from me again to talk about COVID-19 and the health officials tasked with stopping its spread. All right. uh, Hello from the Flathead Beacon newsroom. A little role reversal today. Uh, I'm Kellen Brown, the editor here, and I'm interviewing Andy. Hello, Andy. Hi. It's uh, super weird to be sitting over here. Yeah, right. The other side. uh, Other side of the room. And I'm hosting because I had a few questions about what's going on with the Flathead City County Health Department. Um, you wrote a story this week um, that, uh, you know, explains some frustration, some exhaustion, some turnover at the department, but also what numbers are being tracked and what are not and, and the differences between what's going on at the state level and what's we're seeing at the county level. So let's start there. When did you first see that, you know, the numbers you know, we're delayed and the differences between the state and what's reported the county. Yeah, the the real first indication was just through working on this story and and just covering the the pandemic in general for the last few weeks, starting to develop some different sources and folks who who work at or around the health department and are, are sort of more familiar with what's happening on the ground in real time. And not this uh this past weekend, but the weekend prior, the weekend of September 12th and 13th, started hearing from people that, you know, things are looking really bad out there, that, that you know, that Saturday the 12th was a really busy day. There were tons of positive tests that came in over the weekend and then got the emails that are sent out by the State Department of Public Health and Human Services, who I think over those two days reported something like three new cases or five new cases in Flathead County. And so went back to those folks and said, wait a minute, if the if you're saying that that, you know, you've got your hair on fire at the health department right now and these numbers say, you know, there's three cases in, in the county, what's going on? And from there, you know, started to be able to uh, figure out how the reporting system worked uh, a little bit, at least sort of a basic understanding of how that works between the county and the state and find out what the county was reporting and who they were reporting it to about those daily cases. And, and once we got our hands on that information, that's when we were able to, to see the discrepancies that, 
that continue to this day. And, and you know, through the story, I, I hope is able to explain a little bit about why that's that's happening. Yeah. And, and you make a point. It, it's there's nothing really nefarious going on. It is more of uh, the department is overwhelmed. You know, you, you, you cite some statistics. Uh, Lewis and Clark County has about twice as many. Is that yep. roughly accurate? Twice as many folks working on this tracking COVID-19 testing reporting than we do. We are a much larger population than, uh, than them. And so can you tell me a little bit what's going on in the walls of the health department right now? It's pretty frenzied. I mean, it, it, I, I don't think anybody thought that working in public health during a pandemic and, and the worst pandemic in more than 100 years was going to be a particularly easy time for them. But just the volume of positive cases that are coming in, and, and I guess maybe it helps a little to explain the process. So the case arrives through an electronic system. At least most of the cases do that way. They come from several different labs. When a positive case comes to Flathead County, it comes to the health department, an employee at the health department, sometimes a public health nurse, more often now just either someone who works in Cal at Kalispell Regional Healthcare or someone in the uh, emergency management department of the county, or even just lay people who they've been hiring as the need has, has come up, contact those people who they've received word about a positive test, find out what those people have been doing for the last 48 hours when they were probably contagious. That's how what they call contact tracing. And they develop that list of people they then need to reach out and contact and inform that they must stay in quarantine for 14 days. And as you can imagine, the process of doing all that takes time, and there just aren't enough bodies in that department right now with the volume of cases they're getting. They've averaged more than 30 cases a day in Flathead County over the last 10 days. They can't keep up, uh, and, and they admit that. And so there's not time at the end of that day to report those numbers to the state. So that's where that delay is coming from. It's, it's just in some ways, kind of an equation. There are only so many hours in the day, only so many people doing this. And now that the number of cases have gone up, it's uh, the system's being overloaded. And you say, uh, or you report in this story, more than 20% of Flathead County's total cases were confirmed in the last week. Why the spike? So the public health officer, Tamalee St. James Robinson, points to what she calls the Labor Day bump. Uh, you typically start to see case numbers go up. You can back up about 10 days, and that's about the period uh, health officials say when maybe those infections started happening. So that does correspond roughly to the Labor Day weekend uh, that folks went out over the long weekend. They spent time maybe in larger groups than is recommended. Maybe they weren't wearing masks as they should be. Maybe they were not staying uh, six feet apart from each other. And so we started to see a spike in cases from that. I think, you know, she acknowledged, too, that the fact that schools have now been open for several weeks and Labor Day weekend would have been the end of the first week of school for most public schools in Flathead County. By its nature, there are going to be people within uh, close confines in the school setting. Uh, and so I think those two things are probably what you can point to most for why the spike now. In, in the story as well, you, you definitely get a sense of the frustration at the health department, specifically from Carrie Knuckles, you know, the um, deputy health officer. Uh, she's been there since 2017. And a lot of her frustration is also the number of calls, how the staff is being treated, 
a general sense of that uh, the folks over there are being trolled, for lack of a better description. It can't make morale a, a good thing over there, right? No, morale, I think, is is pretty bad. And, and it's not, I think, at least as far as I was able to, to discover the fault, really, of the folks at the health department. And then Carrie called it verbal abuse, what, what they've had to deal with over in that office. And as, as the pandemic has become so politicized and people are upset about things like the mask mandate, uh, like the rules for how many spectators can go to high school sporting events, that the 14-day quarantines are, are in place at all, they've looked for a place to take out their anger, and they've done it by calling the health department. And, you know, apart from everything else, it's not the health department in the first place that's even imposing those restrictions. The mask mandate came from from the state, the 14-day quarantine is just recommended protocol for everyone. So for one, they're yelling at the wrong person. And number two, you're yelling at people who have been working, especially in the last 10 days, extreme amounts of overtime. Tamalee St. James Robinson, from everybody I talked to, sounds like she might as well put a bed in her office for the last couple of months here, as many hours as she's spent in that building. Carrie Knuckles, who's, who's the number two in command of of that department is working seven days a week with an eight-month-old baby at home. Everybody else working, the 26 people who are working as part of this COVID-19 response in the county, regularly working 12, 13-hour days, 60, 80-hour weeks. Their job is already to call someone and tell them either you have the coronavirus, which has already killed 200,000 people in this country, or you have to stay off work for two weeks, and maybe you don't get paid during that time. Maybe you uh, you know, whatever other consequences there are to that. So the job's hard enough in the first place. We're then on top of that, getting these, what they call abusive calls, where, where they're getting sworn at, they're, they're being called Nazis, they're, they're, people are telling them they're taking away their freedoms, is not helping the morale at all. In a place where uh, it would be nice, if, if in, uh, they've got a very important job right now to handle a very dangerous situation, and some members of the community are not making that very easy. Um, last question for you, Andy. So what, what do you foresee the next two months looking like? What's next? I mean, flu season's around the bend here. Um, we've already had some school closures. I mean, third grade, at least, in Whitefish. A few other classes, I guess, uh, group cl clusters of students. What do, you, what do you think the next few months are going to look like? There's a great deal of concern, and, and I would share that concern about where things are headed. There aren't a lot that you could point to and say, well, A, B, and C make it seem like things are going to get better. Uh, you mentioned the impending flu season. Tamalee St. James Robinson in particular is extremely concerned about that, both the strain that that will put on our healthcare system and the number of hospital beds or ventilators that are available. But the fact that, that a person could be sick enough already with COVID-19 and add some type of flu on top of that could get even sicker. The schools remaining open, as, as everybody knew going into it, was only going to lead to an increase in the number of cases. I think, I hate to sound fatalistic, but there is not a lot of hope that maybe before the spring or before a vaccine is both available and can be effectively rolled out in Flathead County, that weeks like this past one with, with 30 plus cases a day are, are more likely to be the norm or go up than they are to start trending the other direction. All right, Andy, thanks for letting me pitch hit for you. And uh, 
Nice work on the story. Thanks. Thanks for doing this. It wasn't half bad. No, not too bad. Thanks again to Kellen for pitching in this week. And if you want to read my story or any of our coronavirus coverage, visit flatheadbeacon.com or pick up this week's beacon for free on newsstands throughout Northwest Montana. And you can also track the latest COVID-19 numbers from the Flathead County Health Department using our coronavirus tracker on our website. I'll link to that page directly in the show notes. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 8 p.m. on Tuesday, September 22nd. Governor Steve Bullock held his weekly COVID-19 press conference this morning, and in it he addressed the rising number of coronavirus cases around the state in the past two weeks. During the press conference, Jim Murphy, who heads up the Communicable Disease Bureau at the State Health Department, said the state confirmed more than 1,200 new cases of the coronavirus last week, which is a single-week record. Murphy said six counties, Flathead among them, are responsible for the bulk of that spike. Bullock, meanwhile, said the state would not recommend fining people who refuse to wear masks in areas with increasing cases, rejecting a suggestion sent to his office by the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Bullock instead pressed residents to wear masks, practice social distancing, and take other protective measures, saying, quote, Ignoring public health best practices isn't some sort of act of resistance. All it does is hurt small businesses and put us further from our goal of minimizing the harm from this virus, the Associated Press reported. Closer to home, Flathead County set a grim coronavirus record of its own, with 50 new confirmed cases tallied on Sunday, September 20th. According to county reporting, Flathead has seen 317 new cases of COVID-19 in the last 10 days. That accounts for nearly 29% of the county's total case count, which sits at an even 1,100. Reporting delays have caused numbers at the state and county level to diverge fairly dramatically, a reality acknowledged by officials who say the focus has been, as it should be, on informing positive cases and contact tracing. In Flathead County schools, rising cases have forced students and staff across the valley into isolation and quarantine, and an outbreak at Muldown Elementary School in Whitefish has sent the entire third grade class into quarantine until October 2nd. Whitefish schools also announced they would delay a scheduled transition from a hybrid model to in-person learning to at least October 9th. In other news, Whitefish City Hall is closed to the public and will remain that way through the end of the week after a city employee tested positive for COVID-19. The positive test was discovered on Friday, September 18th, and city officials said in a press release that because of protective measures in place at the office, there was no increased risk to customers who visited City Hall around that time. While City Hall is closed, all city services remain available remotely, and the building vestibule is open to drop off building plans or other paperwork. Elsewhere, a spike in coronavirus cases on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation has led public health officials to issue a 14-day quarantine for all residents in the unincorporated communities of Bab and St. Mary. The Blackfeet COVID-19 Incident Command Center said officials had identified a, quote, outbreak area and issued the order on September 17th. 
According to numbers compiled by the state health department, Glacier County reported 13 new cases of the virus on the 17th and has now surged to 63 active cases in the county, a more than threefold increase from a week ago. And finally, the Callahan fire burning outside Troy is now 40% contained, less than a week after a Type 2 incident management team took over command of the 1,200-acre fire. The blaze is in the Kootenai National Forest and centered about nine miles southwest of Troy in the Three Rivers Ranger District. The fire has gained only 73 acres in the last six days, and forecast cooler temperatures are expected to keep the fire under control. That's all for this week. Remember to subscribe to the show by searching for Flathead Beacon wherever you're listening now, and leave us a rating and review if you're enjoying what you're hearing. And don't forget, you can read all the latest news from Northwest Montana for free at flatheadbeacon.com. Until next week, thanks for listening. <laughs>